listening to Good Guys Talk Back with your hosts, Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TV or on Facebook at Good Guys Talk Back. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, uh, episode 60. Uh, this is a fan-centric, blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. I am Nick Morowski, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in here. Uh, as I'm uh, recording this, I'm going to bring in my co-host, uh, Pat Hester. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you? I, you know, I'm doing really well. I've got the, uh, I've got ESPN on uh, mute as you have. And uh, folks, we are going ahead and, and recording this uh, during the, uh, during this rain delay here on Sunday night. And I just saw the tarp starting to uh, come off. Did you witness that, Pat? I did. I did witness, yeah. witness that. And uh, as Alex Rodriguez would say, Roger Boussard. I think he said. Or... Put a nice French twist on Yeah, it. yeah. They put it like a little ole at the end. I thought maybe you'd be out there helping the grounds crew uh, out to doing tarp yeah. duty. But... Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I, we're blocks away recording uh, this uh, episode uh, from the Bridgeport uh, headquarters. It, it is a uh, telephone recording, so we apologize for any uh, audio issues, but uh, hopefully you appreciate the content as usual. You can find this podcast anywhere you find your podcasts. Simply subscribe and every new episode will come into that inbox. A uh, lot of socks uh, stuff to talk about, Pat. Uh, you know, we could be very well, uh, as we were recording this, we could be kind of, you know, going back to our college days and uh, calling this game live uh, as they try to wrap up this bottom of the 10th. Wouldn't that be a great podcast to, to call the game live, yeah. to be recorded, to have someone later on listen to it after they already know the outcome? Yeah. So it, that, that, is, that makes wild, for great uh, podcasting. <laughs> to keep podcasts timely, especially sports podcasts, it's a wild world. You just have to roll the dice and say, I don't know, we'll see what happens here. But um, as we're recording... Sox are uh, eight and seven. Uh, they very well could go to eight and eight or nine and seven. Um, and uh, this wraps up the Cleveland series. Going to have a D- Detroit and potentially uh, St. Louis uh, later this week. Um, they're they're coming into this game here on Sunday. They they came into the game on Sunday, Pat. Uh, second in all of Major League Baseball in, in batting average, which is good, right? But also second in runners left on base, which is horrible. And, and that's a running theme, I think, of this episode and uh, what's maddening uh, when, as you're watching the games at home, uh, listeners, and I know you are. Um, and it's been happening for years, and it just feels like it's sticking out. Have, have you noticed that? Without looking at numbers, Pat, you have to realize like this is becoming a, a major problem. Yeah, I you know it's it's so frustrating to have the the runners left on base, the runners especially the ones you know on third with less than two outs. Oh, and I feel like we've been talking about runners left on third with less than two outs for like twenty years. Good yeah. Lord in heaven, can we just get runners in with uh, with a runner on third with less than two outs for the love of everything good and pure in this world? M- multiple so times weekend multiple times men on first and third nobody out and couldn't do anything with them so yeah i, I it's a it's alarming and it's more uh, and and i 
please forgive me for not doing the research before the podcast today. I didn't have the opportunity, but I think this, the swing and miss right now on our offense is, is the most alarming that we're not putting the ball in play. I feel like we're striking out in, in an alarming rate. Yeah. And yeah. maybe that's just, you know, baseball in this, in this day and age where it's, it's lots of strikeouts and swing and miss and, sure. and, yeah. and, and home runs, I suppose, but good Lord. Put the ball yeah. in play and, yeah. and and drive runners in with less than two outs when they're on third base. So I guess that's the most maddening thing and the most and, and the most glaring reason why in today's game why batting average is is probably considered one of the most overrated stats in all sure. baseball. No, I, I get that. Uh, I get that, but it still means something. You know, yeah. it, it, it means that you're giving your your team an opportunity. You're getting on base. And, uh, you know, but then again, it's like, well, like, when are you getting your hits, you know, and what are you doing them uh, doing it when and and, and what's the result? Are you driving runners in, et cetera? You know, all those kind of crunch numbers. Um, But you and I have consumed a lot of Sox baseball in our lifetime. And I know folks that are listening to this podcast have as well. And I don't need a lot of numbers or uh, websites to just tell me what I see and what I know. And it's a, it's a continuing trend and, and lack of clutch hitting by Sox teams. I, it, te- it seems to me like lately the young guys are pressing and yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on, on, um, you know, Robert right now, it seems like he's trying to do too much. He's trying to live up to the, uh, you know, the phenom, uh, yeah. uh you know, persona, yeah on every at bat and every swing and hit it out of, out of the building every time. Yeah. And with Eloy, to me, it, it seems like he's bringing his defense up to the plate. With True, boy. You know, it's like, I, I've been utterly embarrassed uh, or embarrassing to myself and my team by the way I played defense this year. And it seems like it's getting in his way at the plate, even though he's got a feel good attitude all the time. And he's always, a fun guy to watch. It seems like things don't bother him, but you know, when you're, when you're, <laughs> when you basically look like a tuna caught in the when net, you, you get stuck in a net, you know, I, I get the, the carefree attitude and he's going to bounce back. But as we record right now, over the last 19, I think maybe yeah. last 20. And uh, this is a really, this is a, what, what have you done for me lately league? And they're going to keep throwing them out there, but um, he looks he looks really clueless on breaking stuff right now. Like he's reverted back to his old ways, very undisciplined at the plate. And going back to Robert, that, that's what I'm seeing with him right now too. It's breaking pitches that are you know tumbling out of the zone. He is trying to pull uh, you know in, in, into left field where he's got to learn. Man, you have to be disciplined enough to sit on that a little bit, take a beat, and punch that. Um, you know, not necessarily for a, a home run, but maybe just a single or, or a double in, in right center. And, and it seems to me like, Nick, you know, it, how, how Robert and Eloy goes, the lineup goes. It just seems like when those guys are hitting, yeah. it takes pressure off the rest of the lineup. And that's when we're that's when we're putting up 14 hits in a game and and scoring double digit runs when we're yeah. winning six in a row. So you know when those, it, it's I guess it's the unfortunate thing and they're they're young guys and it's going to happen. But um, you know it just stinks when you when you rattle off six in a row 
And then you come back home, especially, I mean, mm-hmm. at home, we've been just absolutely got awful this year. Yeah. And, and you feel like you got a team on, on kind of the ropes there in Milwaukee. And then you drop two to them Yeah, and you drop the opening one in Cleveland, you win another one, but two, nothing. And it, it's not like your offense was really done anything. And it continues. It just seems to me like everybody we face as far as a pitcher is, it looks like they're Cy Young right now against us because we just not, we don't have a good plan right now. It looks like. Yeah. You know, Cleveland has got a, a staff, man. And, and Milwaukee's got some hurlers too, but Cl- Cleveland definitely, we, we faced, uh, we faced some difficult pitching in this Cleveland series and uh, Hey, good pitching beats good hitting, but I, I just expected a better effort than some of the offensive uh, performances lately. I mean, when they're bad, they're bad. Uh, yeah. th- this team, they have gone ice cold and uh, Gio tonight deserved so much better, man. Giolito pitched one hell of a game. And, yeah. you know, what I found, uh, you know, he struggled a little bit. He walked, he couldn't, he, he really didn't have his command. Um, and when he misses, man, when he misses, he misses middle, middle, and he will get crushed. Uh, his rising fastball started working for him. Uh, he started to be able to keep people uh, hitters off balance with the with the change, uh, but what I loved is the emotion, and it was controlled emotion. It wasn't yeah. like Carlos Quinton, "I'm going to hurt myself." Uh, <laughs> oh lord! Uh, it was you could tell he knew that this was a big game, and and I love that that Ricky and staff kept him in, or maybe Geo forced his way into the seventh and said, "I'm going out there with 90 pitches already under his belt." Yeah. And boy, he mowed down the Indians in the top half of the seven. He was not messing around. And like no. his emotion coming off that field yeah. was so great. And, and, you know, as we talked before we started recording, I thought that was the change in the game. I thought, here we go. This is a different type of Sox team. National exposure. They needed this game. They, they claw back, get a couple key runs late. Giolito locks down. And then, you know, eight, nine. Marshall and Colome are going to shut it down, and and it just didn't go that way. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. The the obviously, as it is right now, and it could work in our favor once they come out of this rain delay. But the uh, the the starting with the runner on second with nobody out in the extra inning obviously doesn't uh, didn't work in our favor. The Indians coming to score two runs right away on us. Yeah. But uh, you know, I. I guess we'll have a different feeling if they come back and, and they can somehow scratch across another run and, and possibly win this game here. And, and we take two out of three and you feel a little bit better, but you know, you got to hope that the, the offense can come back around a little bit. I don't want, I'm not expecting 10 runs a game, but can you, can you put a, can you not, can can you give yourselves a chance? And I know yeah. the, the pitchers we face are, are, you know, have been good and I'll, I'll give them all the credit in the world, but, Man, we just we, but we looked, had the opportunity lost for you know, for um, six games. The the, the opportunities is what is what uh, really starts you start yelling at the TV because it's not like we were no hit. You know, we, we were able to to get some base runners and have some opportunities, and just not to not to you know it's clutch hitting. You know, right? Yeah. Like when was the last time we had a Sox team that had con- consistent clutch hitting? Yeah, um, it's just not there when it needs it, to be there. It was nice to see Grandal come through today. Well, sure. Robbie, he's been he's Overdue. been on the crosshairs of of Sox Twitter uh, yeah. lately, and uh, a lot of people wondering why uh, this guy's on the team. 
I'll uh, I'll give him some more time to get acclimated, and I have I have faith in uh, Yasmani Grandal will will return to form here. So it's nice to see him, you know, get a big uh, a big knock in RBI there in this game today. What do you think, uh, Pat? With you know McCann putting up uh, some offense uh, tonight, McCann catching Giolito, which. They, you know, they, they had a really good relationship last season. Giolito was an all-star. McCann was a, an all-star. What do you think about, you know, McCann being Giolito's catcher? And just- I don't have a problem with that. It, it's not like you, you've got a, you've got a great, well, I shouldn't say great. You've got a really, really good catcher in James McCann. And, it, you know, he proved it last year, at least in the first half. And those two seem to have a good working relationship yeah. together between, uh, battery mates. So mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. There, there, to me, there's no problem there. And you can find a way to get Grandal in the lineup if you want to, like they did today. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I'm okay working lineups and, and, and uh, you know, who's going to play based on something, a good situation like that, not just meddling with things that I just don't think need to be meddled with. Yeah. It, it, it was an interesting lineup and uh, I, I think that's what they were going with. They were looking for a Giolito McCann situation and how can we get Grandal in the lineup? And he's played a decent first base tonight. Um, I'm okay with that. You know, uh, you know, I think that there's a relationship there and, and might as well go with it because McCann's got some offense, not, not the guy that I thought was going to be the one we were looking for in 2020. Yeah, I really, you know, I didn't think it was going to be the McCann show. Like, boy, I can't, I can't wait to get him in the lineup somehow. But it, it, it that's what it is. Just like with Lurie, like you, you kind of can't keep Lurie out of the lineup right now because he gets on base, he gets hits, he's got some power every now and then. Not the guy that I thought we were going to be riding in 2020, but that's where we're at right now. Well, like we had talked about Nick before this. It, right now, to me, it doesn't really matter who you're leaning on. If you can, if you can somehow scratch off enough wins to kind of weather this injury storm that we've we've been kind of plagued it, it, with storm, and 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 God forbid we um, you know we don't win this game and we're eight and eight, we can you know we can we we're still hanging around. So so just keep hanging around until you get the full lineup back or somewhat close to the full lineup back yeah, and, you know, just be there at the end because this season, you know, regardless of what, you know, what you want to look at as far as who got hot to start with. And we talked a lot, a lot about, you know, you need to be hot to start, but man, just weather the storm and hang around. And that is the angle, man. That, that is a good, that's a good angle to take that. It, it really is. Um, it's, it, I don't think it comes down to the most talented team. You know, and oftentimes it doesn't. You know, when you look at the World Series and the playoffs, it's sometimes not the most talented team on paper. It's just who gelled at the right time and the chemistry and, you know, um, what kind of acquisitions were made at at the trade deadline. But this season, uh, it's how you adapt um, with your your injuries and with the protocols and and, uh, how disciplined you are as a team uh, on the road or at home in the hotels uh, and then, of course, talent is, is key. You still have to win the game, but it's also, you know, how you can adapt to the health situation, not only COVID, but with the with the unbelievable injuries we've been seeing all over the league, and especially with the Sox in terms of shoulder and arm issues. I mean, dear yeah. Lord. 
you know, yeah, bummer now on the 10-day DL, which is unfortunate. Uh, Lopez, we're still trying to figure out what's going on with that young man. Uh, R- Rodon is, is, is still needing to be evaluated. Lambert is hurt. Um, and then that's not th- – those are just our pitchers, you know. Yeah. We've got, uh, you know, Tim Anderson, Madrigal, and uh, Encarnacion that uh, are out. So that's why I guess there's your, like I said, there's your silver lining because, you know, we, we haven't had really the full team together the whole year. So, right. Right. Um, um, you know, and, 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 but will a team, no, will a team ever have everything that they really want in this type of season? You know what I mean? I think that's, yeah. that goes back to what I just said is you're going to have to adapt because you're not going to have, your A plus lineup very often because of injuries. So how are your bench guys stepping up? Who are the unsung heroes that step up? You know, just the, the clutch games, the, the games that you might've lost in a previous year, but they go your way. Uh, You just need that in in a tight season like this. You know, you would think what, what is this? Our, our 16th game tonight, right? The the 16th game we've played. I don't know that I've had this much angst after 16 games in a baseball season in my life, but that just goes to show you, but it's, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm, yeah, I am. I'm fired up for, for every game and every pitch and any, every inning and excited about it. Tonight was an exciting, I mean, tonight was a, a, an intense game. You just, you had that, that feeling, especially with Giolito's emotion in the sixth and seventh, it just had that, that nail biter of a game. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, they, they, they can pull this off uh, and head into Monday and, and against Detroit on a high note. Um, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about Saturday, if we could. Uh, uh-huh. This past Saturday game, it was, um, it was basically a bullpen game for the White Sox. Uh, I thought we throw out, threw out a, a tough lineup. And uh, due to injuries, you had uh, Foster starting the game, who did fairly well. And, uh, and then, I, you know, Anderson, who was brought up from Schaumburg recently, comes into the game and pitches uh, uh, one inning way too, too many and uh, gets shelled. And it, it just it had a real kind of sour feel to it. Before we know it, it's six nothing. And uh, the, the decisions to keep Anderson in instead of Detweiler, who was uh, rested and has been lights out in middle relief, was confusing and. You know, it was nice to see Zach Birdie come in, a prospect we've been waiting for after a lot of different injuries to finally get his first, uh, you know, big league appearance. But that reminded me of 2018, 2019, when we didn't really care about the score. It was a bullpen game because Kobe was pitching or something like that. And we were just so excited to see a new prospect enter the game. We were past that in, in 2020. Yeah, but you you mentioned earlier how many guys are down with arm injuries right now. Yeah. But you're right; it it just feels like well, this game doesn't matter that much. We're going to put this guy out there. We need him to eat up a couple innings. Whether he gives up, you know, whether he goes perfect or he gives up, you know, ten runs, it doesn't matter. He's in the game. That's who we got. And uh, if we lose this game, we lose this game. No big deal. We'll move on to tomorrow. So yeah. I get it. That's yeah. what it feels Frustrating like. Frustrating as a fan uh, who, you know, we, we, we sat through these in 2017 and 2018 yeah. and 2019. I'm like, uh, I, I, we're done with this now. Why isn't Dane Dunning pitching on yeah. Saturday? I mean, yeah. wh- is he not ready? Uh, wh- what am I missing here? 
You know, he why not why not put him in to start the game? I think he's going to fit in the rotation eventually. Yeah, that is it's a it's a head scratcher unless they just feel like he's not ready. But we've heard about these guys and for a long time, and there's no better time to get a good look at a, at a pitcher than now. That, Absolutely. that could have the opportunity and yeah. you don't like what you see, then what, what's, what's the harm in it? You don't have to keep them in that long and, and you send them back down to Schaumburg, but you know, give, put the guys with the best talent out on the field and see what the hell happens. There, there has been some impressive arms that have uh, popped up this year. Um, you know, Hoyer and uh, of course, Bummer, unfortunately, uh, who, which we knew his stuff and Evan Marshall uh, Foster's looked pretty good too. Um, and, and Colome continues, you know, continues that, that closer. <laughs> the tight wire act. <laughs> yeah, he really does. You know, I, I thought he was going to have a bit of a, a drop off. I thought it was a, a risk to keep him on the team and not maybe deal him at the end uh, of the 2019 kind of trade deadline uh, season. But he, you know, he'll he'll give you some, you know, some old Bobby Thigpen just heartburn. Uh, but when he's on, man, he is razor sharp, and uh, he he looks good still. And I'm confident, yeah. you know, he's going to have his hiccups here and there. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I'm still confident with him in the ninth. Yeah, I. It doesn't always look pretty. No, and, no, no. You know, and and I think the the big thing with column a versus a guy like like bummer and why people want bummer right now is the closer because bummer's got the closer stuff bummer's got the, the you know the nasty and and the heat and he's gonna blow people away and strike people out and that's what people want to see other closer you know for whatever reason doesn't feel as good when it's a, a, a dancing breaking ball and you're getting ground balls you know it's, yeah no i no i typically absolutely uh but you know I, Zach Birdie, I mean, potentially could could slide into that role. I mean, he looked yeah. really – he did look really good on Saturday. Uh, he had a lively fastball. I mean, and lively, I mean, like 98, 99 miles per hour. Uh, he's got some junk. He had a couple strikeouts in his, in his one inning of appearance. But that was the guy that, you know, years ago I thought, okay, he's going to be – he's going to be a closer. He, he yeah. is. And uh, – He's got some stuff, man, and I, I just hope he stays healthy. Arm issues, knee issues, um, you know. He and he's still young. I, I just hope if he could stay healthy, and you know, he's not one of those, you know, those just those pitchers that we see we've come across that just can't stay healthy. If he can do it, I, I like him in that role eventually. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It looks like it looks like we have uh, possibly baseball starting up. So this is going to be interesting, Nick, as we record. I don't think we and... ever. I've ever. This is in, this is episode sixty, and this has never really happened where we're sitting here uh, watching the game uh, unfold, uh, recording a podcast episode. This Perez pitcher for the for the Indians, he's got quite a great mustache on him. He's got a like bit of the... an old timey look. Yeah, he have a bit of like the. Uh, Who's Spider-Man's uh, or Peter Parker's boss? Uh, he's got, uh, Jane Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he's got like the gray temples. Yeah, uh, which is interesting. Look, unless those are purposely dyed. Um, yeah, I, I mean, here we are. You know, bottom of the tenth, down by one, two outs. Man in scoring position, but you know, 
Makata's walking to the plate, and this is the guy that I, when I talk about clutch hitting from our young guys, when, when we heard about Makata years ago, it's like this guy's going to be a beast, and he's got beast mentality. But like how you shape your legacy are by moments like this. No, no doubt about it. And you know, the tough part for him is he's batting from the the side where he's not as strong. Okay. He's batting from the right side, so much better from the left side of the plate. He's more so, disciplined. I mean, Makata yeah. is so much more disciplined than he was, which, which, you know, I, I think we're going to see that out of Robert and Aloy eventually. I remember screaming at Mankata and, and he has gotten so much better. Um, but now it's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's his time in there with a runner on second. You don't have to do a whole lot. You don't, if you, if you don't have, it'd, it'd be great to get it all right here, but you know, just put the ball in play. If, if you can put it in play and see what happens, I mean, my God, the swing and miss is, yeah. again, it, let's not let it rear its ugly head again because you got a wet field. You never know what could happen. Just try and get the ball in play somehow, some way. Yeah, I, you know, you just um, – you, you really said it correctly. It's like with years, you, you kind of realize like, okay, what I want to do is a hitter that has power is, is, is put this over the left field wall, you know, or, or put it in the gap or really show off my power here, but you don't have to do that. And Frank Thomas did that so well. Paul Canerico did it so well. It's like, I'm going to take what the pitcher gives me, especially knowing the situation. We just need a run here to tie. Yeah. Yeah. And now we got a two, two count. So we'll see uh, how this goes. We, Boy, this would be a tough one to swallow, even though, yeah, like I said, you go to eight and eight. It's not the end of the world. We uh, we we we're still hanging around, just hanging around. We're not the worst team in the league. We're not the best team in the league. That's been proven. But we're we're there and you know we're going to still be playing a schedule unlike other teams like the Cardinals who haven't played since July 27th. Yeah, I think we and that, that's it. You know, that's the ball game right there. That, and a foul tip strikeout. Yeah, that, that's a tough way to just. That's a tough way to end. Uh, it's it's a really, it's a soured feeling. You know, again, the silver lining. We're now eight and eight. However, we're in fourth place. And yeah, okay, we beat up on the Royals. That felt really good. We took a couple from Milwaukee, but you know now we've got seven out of the next 10 games against Detroit. We've got hopefully three uh, against St. Louis, if they're healthy enough to play. Um, you know, I, I just haven't seen enough out of this team, you know, extreme highs and extreme lows. Uh, there just isn't enough consistency from hitters that we know they can do it. Okay. When you come into a game with the type of team batting average and, and, and some of the slugging percentages and on base, you just expect more in certain situations. Um, yeah. And then that's where the frustrating piece is, uh, you know, blowing pitching opportunities from Keuchel, you know, earlier this weekend and this one with Gio and, you know, it, it wears on you, man. Eventually you have to turn the corner as a team. And uh, I, I really expected more at this at this point. Yeah, because otherwise we're just going to be a middling team all year. Yeah, exactly. This, this is not a 30-30 and 30 team. I, I don't care what Vegas or anybody – this team should be at 34, 35 wins. They're not a 500 team. Yeah. They're a bit well, of a low 500 team. Well, it's where we find ourselves right now. Yeah. So you yeah. can either 
you can either, uh, you know, wallow in, in this disappointment after, after, you know, a, a six, six straight wins and, and you come back and you, you put this kind of performance together, but you know, that is baseball, Nick, you, you yeah. look at the other side of it in the twins just got swept by Kansas city. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, which, yeah. And, and that's, that's where my mind goes, Pat is, the Royals just got uh, Royals just swept the twins. We could have made up some serious ground, you know, blown opportunity there. Yeah. That, well, that, that is, and like I said, when I picked up the, when we talked before this, that this is, this is kind of just white Sox. You, yeah. You, you have a game like this, you blow it. Yeah. The rain comes, you get in a delay. Yeah. You have a, a ball from Robert that you feel like could have gone out. Maybe if it wasn't raining, sure. the rain kind of sure. knocks it down. And and you go on a long delay, and this is what you give America on on, on ESPN. So, yeah. yeah, you know that's just White Sox right now for us in our lives. And can I and ask you been living it too long? Can I ask you a, a, a uniform, a jersey question? Uh, sure, I love uniform and jersey yeah, questions. Are you really? Um, do you still get amped up for the '83 jerseys? Um, I don't know. It's an alternate. That I, I mean. No. Yeah, I don't know that I do, and I don't know why they've stuck with that as their alternate for so long. I thought it was kind of a a, a couple year thing. Yeah. I think it's kind of run its course. Yeah, um, I don't have a I don't have a huge issue with it. It's fine, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, you know what I'd like to see as far as their uniform. We've talked about that before. I remove the pinstripes. Give me a solid white with the with the you know the sox. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. But you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, wring my hands and gnash my teeth over a Sunday throwback '83 jersey. No, I, I just think like there's so many great uniforms in Sox history. I mean, they've they've got so many. Uh, what a catalog! And it would just be nice, especially for years that you want to commemorate an anniversary, to to choose a new uh, uniform as an alternate. Um, yeah, lo- love the '83s, but. Uh, We've got we've got a great collection uh, of uniforms and and a fun alternate, you know. I, I really like the Hitman logo, but on like a on a black. I like their spring training jerseys. What I'm trying to say that, that okay spring training jersey with the Hitman mm-hmm. in the uh, in the upper left corner of, of the jersey, but black with the with the gray and white trim. If we're just you know, I don't want to get too crazy into jerseys, but. I, I'm I'm kind of done with the '83s. I, I, I hey, they're they're a fun. Uh, Jersey, but I feel like there's so many other great ones that we can we can bring out um, season by season. Well, no. let's let's get Brooks Boyer on for episode 61 and sure. we'll talk to him about next year and how we can plan their alternate Jersey opportunities. Lo- I would I would love that. And if you've got a contact, uh, for- <laughs> um, please let me know. We'll, we'll work that out. Um, a couple other things I, I wanted to, to pick your brain on. Um, so we, we mentioned, you know, Eloy, you know, flopping around in the net uh, a few games ago. And this is the second time uh, this year where there's been a major you know, problem. Thankfully, he was OK. He wasn't hurt in left field, but he, he looks lost out there. And it's it just it, he maybe he gets the coaching. May, maybe someone is really trying to explain to him, you know, how to take a break on the ball. But what happened? uh the other night when he fell into the net, the break he took on that, he went back and then he tried to round his way, you know, around into, to coming up for the ball. 
And uh, like, I would like to see maybe a, a feet first baseball slide. You know, Mags used to do it so well. And I know oh, yes. it might not be something that you can necessarily teach as an instinct, but the way then he had to kind of like stick his hand out, his glove out, flail at the ball, and then his momentum took him in the net. It was a, you know, it, it was a little league attempt, which turned into a little league home run. Um, it, it, he just doesn't look, and I know he wants it. And he talks about, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm getting better. I want to get better. I want to play out here, but, and that's sweet. And, and that's great. And you want that out of your, your <laughs> baseball players, but you might just not have that, man. I don't know where to put you. We need your bat, but you're a liability out there. Yeah. And frankly, I don't know how long, like, like, I guess we could live with adequate, but when you're just God awful, I mean, how long can we live with God awful in left field? So, yeah, to me, to me, it's he's he's destined to be a DH next year. Uh, Edwin is only on a one year deal, if I'm not mistaken. We're probably not bringing him back. I know, I, I don't see it. I, I, I'm okay if if Eloy's our our answer at DH for the next X amount of years. And so, the the thing is, this year and every game being so precious, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dissect every you know, misstep in left field every game. And God forbid if it's a misstep and it's halfway through a wall because the guy doesn't know where the hell he is. Yeah. I, and that's, and that's the frustrating part about this season is like, there's really not, there's no learning curve and it, to learn on the fly, um, you know, no, you know, no pun intended, but like you, you kind of have to know your footwork already. And so, Nick, you, you, you tell me you, you've, you've played at a, at a, a reasonably high level competitive. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how much outfield you've played in your life. A little bit. I played a little bit in college when I wasn't pitching, I'd be out in the outfield. Tell me if he's better off to, to not give as much effort. Is that crazy to say like, don't try as hard because when you try hard, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. I, what I would, what, yeah, if he's if he's uh, uncomfortable making the right read and he's not seeing the ball off the bat correctly, which it, it just, you know, you can just tell the way he breaks, he's not seeing it correctly. Um, I would say then you just keep it in front of you. Yeah. Don't don't try to make a, a highlight. Catch. Don't try to tra- strain yourself uh, making an unbelievable catch. R- let Robert do that or angle you, my friend, just keep it in front of you. OK. And that's going to be frustrating is for all of us uh, to have to live with. Like, but what would be the alternative, right? Him like tripping over himself, fumbling, and then, a, you know, the hitter gets a triple or an inside the park home run. Just keep it in front of yourself until you feel, you know, 100% confident that you just you have the instinct because you almost can't even think about a break, if that makes sense. When you see a ball yeah. hit off the bat, you, it's just reaction. Because of all, you know, your practice, the video, whatever coaching you've got. And I don't know if Daryl Boston's the guy. I really don't think he is. Um, I don't remember him being just an amazing outfielder. Um, but, yeah, just keep it in front of you, man. Just <laughs> then learn how to hit, hit, learn how to hit a curveball. Did you be just throw John Gruden on me? <laughs> Accidentally, I think I did. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah. just keep it in front of you, man. <laughs> just. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, that's what I mean. It's like just, just don't try so hard that you hurt yourself. 
so just, we we talked you know we talked anderson you know does anderson go out i think we talked maybe left with anderson or, or dh or something does and with with mazara's nonsense is anderson maybe a right fielder i mean he's got the athleticism we everybody says that um you know is that something to he enter- might he might be better suited for the outfield just just because of his speed and athleticism and i feel like I feel like at short, he just doesn't look fluid at short. Is, yeah. Is that an accurate statement? Well, he's, he's extremely athletic, man. And uh, I, I just, sometimes I just don't feel like he gets, um, he squares up on a ball when he, when he, mm-hmm. when he's accepting a, a ground ball. It, yeah. I don't know. He's just not getting there quick enough and it's footwork. And then there's a rush throw or, um, I, I don't know. I'm just talking, you know, because obviously we're not spending money on a, on a premium right fielder anytime soon to figure out that black hole. Um, you know, and I, what are we going to do? You know, uh, well, let's 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 give Mazzara. You think you're let's you think give him he's going to figure next... things out? I, I just well, I, I'll tell you what, Nick, let's have this conversation. Same bat time, same bat channel next week. All right. And let's see where Mazzara is at. I am willing to give him a chance to kind of get his hit, get himself acclimated to the season. So I'll give him, I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass right now, just because he's kind of been thrown into it. Um, obviously coming back from COVID, you don't know, you know how he's really feeling Is sure. he, you know, maybe he's still a little fatigued. Maybe he's just not catching up to everything right now that he maybe he could he just doesn't look been... comfortable at the plate that's no. the big worry of mine it's like he's not even seeing like some of the swings he took uh, today and some of the breaking pitches uh, either he was just guessing wrong or um he's seeing uh, maybe there's an eye vision there's a vision issue um you know not not and i'm tired of hearing you know what i'm tired of hearing is Oh, this gentleman uh, hit a 500 uh, plus foot home run against these socks. Um, I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, yeah, that I remember that. I remember... Does that count? Does that count for an RBI today that won the game? Can we take Can we take a a hundred feet off that home run and give it to a, a base hit today for, for his sake? RBI? For all the fans, like, yeah, I just want. Okay, it doesn't have to be a 500 foot home run. Just. Start creating new memories in a Sox uniform, please. So we, we don't have to hear about that anymore. I'll give him I'll give him another week before I pass any kind of judgment okay. on him. All right. So, Fair enough. Know, mark it down. Mark it down in pencil or it. ink, whatever yeah. you feel more comfortable with. All right. And, and put it down on the ledger for next week. And we'll we are gonna, it. I'm going to put that as one of the top points. We are going to revisit this Manzara situation. Um, and, and you're going to tell me that I'm a moron. For giving him no, a no, you're you are uh, you your blood pressure. I bet you you've got very good numbers. Your vitals are always probably really good because you take a very calm, reasonable approach. I can be very reactionary, uh, but I also you know I've seen enough to know enough uh, with with and sometimes a small sample size. It's like I get it. All right, I see what's going on here. I just don't think anything's going to change. Uh, but he's young. And, and maybe you're right. He just needs to get just just adjusted a little bit longer because um, we, we need we need something consistent. Let's get him. Let's get him to feast on maybe some some 
you know, not so good pitching that we've had to face. You talked about it. We've, we've faced some tough customers over the yeah. last week. Maybe it's, maybe we got to get them going at the right spot, the right time against the, you know, uh, the right guy. And, you know, just see that little mojo on his side, a little momentum well, for all these guys. Maybe we just need uh, a, all right, a so, little bit of a breather here. So from... let's, let's do something. Cause we're going to start, I'm going to, we're going to start wrapping up here. Um, give me, give me a couple guys that, you know, we should be looking at, I don't want to put you on the spot, but give me just a couple guys. It could be pitching. It could be, you know, uh, you know, offense that we should be looking at, you know, this week against Detroit and, and St. Louis, a couple guys that you're pulling for, or you're, well, I, I, I say in the lineup, it's gotta be Eloy. You, you mentioned the over probably over 19, over 20, yeah. whatever he is okay. in the last yeah. uh, handful of games. So I'm looking for him to bounce back and get, get back. You know, because he was stroking it pretty well there for mm-hmm. a while. Now mm-hmm. the batting average, I think I saw dip down below 220 today. So I look for him because I really feel like even as a young hitter, the lineup goes when he goes, and yeah. when he's not going, it's it really, I think it has a ripple effect up and down the lineup. So I'd really like to see him get going in the lineup because I think that kind of just extends everybody else. Uh, when does uh, when does TA get back in the lineup too? Because I saw him taking swings in Schaumburg. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the lineup early this week. Uh, so yeah. he, he's another guy that I look for on the offensive side yeah. just to kind of, you know, make make it feel like the lineup is kind of back together. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let, let me, let me see how that goes. Eloy first. And then as Anderson gets back in the lineup, I'll be watching him with my, uh, with my uh, with my binoculars on here and, and making sure that they're ready to go. As far as the the pitching goes, I mean, I I, I really I'm, I really look forward to to Geo's next start. Honestly, yeah. In in five days, I really like what I've seen recently. It's he's been, you know, unfortunate today with what happened. So you know, I, I like where that could go, but you know, with I guess we just kind of on the pitching side, just see what kind of you know, kind of mash unit uh, starters that we're going to have going out there. And uh, well, we've got the video, I don't really know. I mean, I, I'll give you, uh, I, I don't think Cease's previous outing was uh, terribly impressive, but it could have gone a lot worse. And he battled. Well, Cease, I, I, he, he Cease battled. does he know that he doesn't get paid per pitch? <laughs> he I will mean, get his God, money the guy for wants, it out there. He sure he will. He wants to get a hundred pitches every four innings. Yeah. He's now I was the, happy. He, he danced out of some, some trouble the other day. Well, but, he got help I from mean, the ground ball and the double yeah. play. Uh, and, you know, he got himself into some jams. You know, you can't go two, two, three, two on folks and, and live and to see another day consistently. So, so tell me what you're looking forward to, Nick. I mean, because yeah, getting out, yeah, getting been, ahead in the count, you know, yeah, one zero, two one, not going too deep. You don't, you don't have to strike everybody out. You know, I know he's going to want to. He and he can. He's got the stuff. But uh, you know, rely on our defense. R- rely on the ground ball if you can get it. Um, you know, I, I'm just. I'd like to see him go six or seven. You know, instead of having to leave the game because he's of a pitch count. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm looking to see see that from him, and and offensively, I got to see I got to see my captain. I got to see Abreu stop scuffling. Like he's he is a value part of this team, and I loved seeing that home run to set the pace today uh, on the Sunday night game. But 
what is he hitting 250? I mean, he's better than that. And I know he's got slow starts, but we need him to start hitting. And I'm looking for him to have a breakout week. He looks like he's overswinging at times. Yeah, you know, it looks like he's he could be pressing too. You know, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I bet. Yeah. When he sees yeah. guys like Robert scuffling and and Aloy, and he's like, "Well, I got to be the guy." And uh, he can be clutch, man. But I think he's trying to do a little too much, and he's got to, you know, calm, calm down a bit. And it's surprising for me to say that to somebody, but uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I'm looking for him to have a big week. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Pat, I think we're going to start uh, saying goodbyes. Uh, always a pleasure, sir. Um, hopefully next time we speak, uh, we're several games above 500. Um, you can always find this podcast uh, wherever you find your podcast. Subscribe and every new episode will come right into that inbox. We are on Twitter at Good Guys TV. Uh, we've got a Facebook fan page. Just find Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, this is a fan-centric, blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. We really appreciate you stopping by. If you enjoyed this podcast, which uh, hopefully you did, uh, feel free to rate that. Uh, it helps Sox fans find us uh, when they're looking for podcasts. For Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox. <laughs>